0: Shvies, per kches, mishnaches, eight, eight. We've established that when one exchanges foodstuffs that have Kedusha Shvi'as, the thing that he exchanges them with also gets that Kedusha shvius restrictions. Now, the base, most basic restriction of Per the Shemitah Produce, is that it has to be consumed achla, eaten in a way that, as we described before, the benefit to consumption of apples simultaneously, um, which could be eating, drinking, anointing on your body, etc. However, if you would exchange shemitah produce for something that is in- inedible, you exchange your shmita apple for a paperclip, so now there's no way you'll be able to consume that paperclip, and therefore that itself is forbidden. Um, And therefore the Mishnah says, A person can't use his Shemitah produce, or as the Mishnah talks about, even the money that has now gotten the restrictions of Shemitah produce because it was used to purchase Shemitah produce. So you have that money now, and that money has its restrictions. You may not use that money to purchase non-edible items, such as Avadim slaves, Karkos, land, and Behemot not kosher animals, inedible animals. Um, but if you did, vim lakach, yochol There is a penalty that the rabbis put in place here, which is even though the original apple that was a Shemitah apple remains with its Kedusha Shvi'as, there's no stopping that. But if you now sold that apple, um, even in a permissible way, the money that was used to purchase that apple now has, it's called Deme Shaviyas, it has the restrictions of shvias, and has to be used to buy foodstuff to be consumed, as we said before. Um, now, if you instead sort of dissipated that Kedusha, if you will, that was in the money, by purchasing the slave, the land, etc. So now, even though the apple remains the apple, and there's been no net loss of Kedusha in the world, there's a, a penalty, a kanas, it's punitive, that since you did something that was wrong, you, you misused the demai shvius and its restrictions. So, you, what you must do now is, so you gain nothing economically, is take the same amount of money that doesn't have kedusha shvius and use it to purchase a foodstuff which won't have kedusha shvius, but then to treat that foodstuff that you purchased as if it were shemitah produce with all the restrictions that entails. Um, so that you've gained nothing economically and therefore you'd have no incentive no reason to use your Demeshvias to purchase slaves or land or not kosher animals, because anyways you'll have to use some other money to purchase some other food stuff that you'll eat with kedusha Shvius. So that's what it says here. Vim Lakach, if you took the Dameshvias, the food that the the money that had the restrictions of Shvius, and you use it to purchase something that was forbidden, Yochal Kenegdan, you must now take the same amount of money and Eat some other food stuff with that you purchase with that money, um, as if it were invested with the sanctity of, of shemitah produce. A new paragraph. It's like a related, connected thought, but a new thought. <inaudible> a person may not use his the money that's invested with the sanctity of Shemitah produce, to purchase uh, the birds that are used in certain offerings. Um, a can is like a pair of birds, um, because for most of these, the way it works is that when you bring your bird offerings, there's actually two birds that you are bringing. Um, they're either going um, to be tour two turtle doves, or B'nai There'll be two um, baby pigeons. <clears throat> Whatever the case, you have to take two of these birds, one of which will typically be a an ola, a wholly, entirely burnt offering, and one will be a chatas, which will actually be um, largely eaten by the Kohanim um, after abroad. Um, but what the Mishnah is saying is that for the three categories of persons who are required to bring bird offerings, they should not acquire the birds to be used for those offerings with demeshvias. um Then, and the mission now talks about the three here, let me just describe them quickly. Kine Zavim um, are the two birds, the Ola and the Chatas, that a Zav brings. Um, this is a person who to a male a man who um, on one, two or three days. Um, on three separate occasions saw that he had this like Zav, mysterious Zav emission from his body. Um, so he becomes, um, liable, not just a Zav, but a Zav that must bring a korban. And his korban includes these two birds, the Ola and the Chatas, um, kine Zavos, a Zavah. This is a, um, a female, a woman, a Jewish woman who, um, has mysterious bleeding, um, outside of her normal menstrual cycle, um, the technicalities are quite long, but it means on days eight to eighteen of her cycle after the onset of her, of her current, um, beginning of her current menstrual cycle. Um, so if she if she observes blood on three consecutive days, so then um, she will have to bring ultimately when she becomes tahara, she'll have to bring two birds as a zava as part of her kapara process. One again an olo manachatos and a yoledes a woman who gave birth. So she has to bring an ola and a chatas. The truth is um, that while her chatas is the bird, her ola ideally should actually be a lamb, but if she can't afford it, so she can bring also two birds, one is a ola, one is a chatas. So those birds, um, the ola is totally burned in the fire, and that being the case, obviously the ola can't be purchased with Dimei that kind of money that has restrictions, because no one's eating that bird. It's getting burned. So that's a straightforward. Um, as far as the Chattas bird, so which is true for all three cases, the everyone brings a Chattas bird in the, of these three cases, the Mishnah. So that bird will be eaten. However, as we saw in the previous Mishnah, the Tana holds, Tanakama, Tana Kama, which is the Halacha, essentially holds that you can't use Shemitah protos or Tameish to purchase things which are going to have a limited, potentially limited um, life and will become to have to be destroyed. So in the previous Mishnah we had said that you shouldn't fry your Shemitah produce in Truma oil because that makes it more susceptible to needing to be destroyed because it's now, if it becomes Tame, that Shemitah produce would have to be destroyed. So when it comes to um, Korbanos, if you buy buy the bird, the chata's bird, so once the bird is a chata, so then it also is... Just it's even more susceptible to Tuma than the moil made the vegetable in the previous mishnah, um, and more than that, in the case of um, a korban. So basically, the clock is ticking. Um, if it's not eaten that day, <clears throat> the following night, so then it's already um, it becomes nosar. It becomes forbidden to be eaten altogether. It must be burned. So you see, you've sort of you've sort of restricted and if and made it likely or more likely that. This thing, which is invested, this bird now, which is invested with kedushas shvius, will have to be destroyed. Um, and when that be the case, you you may not do it. V'im havi. But if you did, so now what do you do? Yochel konegdan. You'll have to once again, um, as a penalty, use the money that you allocated from your demei to purchase these birds. Now to use the same amount of money from non Deme shvius, just regular money. Um, to purchase other foodstuffs that you eat, as if it were invested with the kedusha Um and that way you have no economic gain by allocating your Dameshvi'as to purchasing um, these bird offerings, because and ultimately have to buy use other money to buy other foodstuff and eat it as if it, as if it's got the sanctity of, of shemitah. The Mishnah finishes with a new case. Um, again, it's like a new paragraph. We've seen that when it comes to um, Shemitah protos, the primary requirement is that you, is you are ochelet, and again the achila in the mishnah means to get benefit from it benefit from it in a way that the benefit occurs simultaneously with the destruction of the food, so that's eating and drinking, as well as anointing. So sicha means to anoint. So sicha is permitted with the kinds of things that are normally used for anointing. So in other words, if you have kedushas, Shvias olive oil, you may rub it on your skin as like a emollient or as like, you know, as a, as a moisturizer or whatever, skin protector, that was normal. And that's totally acceptable. It gets absorbed in the skin, consumed and provides the benefit simultaneously. But that's going into your skin. What about using um, oil, like olive oil, to apply to utensils? Either that would be sort of to, to lubricate or to protect them from going rusty, etc. Um, so may one do that? And the answer, of course, is no, because that's not now eating the oil. It's not consuming it and getting benefits simultaneously. You're essentially destroying the oil by putting it on the cle on, on the utensil. Um and and uh that's just making it go to waste, which is forbidden. And that being the case, the Mishnah says, Ein Sachin Kalim, Beshemen shel Shvias, you cannot anoint utensils with Shemitah oil, because it's going to waste. But if and if you did, so then, like the previous case of the Mishnah, Yochel Kenegdo, as a penalty, you're required to get the same amount of money that the oil was worth and purchase new foodstuffs and eat them as if they were invested with the sanctity of regular Shemitah produce. So again, you have no economic um, rationale or advantage by, by misusing your Shemitah oil as a you know for industrial uses like on your utensils, because you'll anyways have to spend the money all over again to eat it. Okay, and that's the end of the Mishnah.